to talk about tonight uh, is an interesting question in halacha, and we're going to see it has a number of very interesting applications. And that is, is Rosh Hashanah a yomtiv? Is Rosh Hashanah a yomtiv? Oh, so, so what do I mean by is it a yomtiv? Because for sure it's in the sense that it's a mikra kodesh that we can't do melacha. Of course, you know, there's an isra melacha Rosh Hashanah like any other yomtiv. And for sure it's in the category of a day that one uh, has to like add it for the samusaf. So that's that, that applies to Rosh Hashanah too. But the question of is it a Yamtif is the other dinim which apply to Yamtif. And the question is, do they also apply to Rosh Hashanah? In other words, there's a mitzvah of Yamtifs of how we act on Yamtif, a mitzvah of Simcha, for example, a mitzvah of eating and drinking, uh, and as you're going to see, various other points as they relate to Yamtif. And in that sense, is Rosh Hashanah the same thing? Yes, even though it's a day of a mikra ikodesh, it's a day of holiness, it's a day that we have to act a certain, like we can't do melacha, but is it similar to yamtif in that there's an element of simcha? And how does that express itself? And how does it express itself? So when you look at the normal yamtif, what are the result? what are the, uh, the, the points where we look to see uh, what defines it as yamtif? Well, the one point is the mitzvah of simcha, which applies to the fact that a person is to eat and drink on Yantif, and not just eat and drink, but eat meat, to drink wine, and uh, there's an to fast on Yantif. And our first question is, does a din of eating on Rosh Hashanah fall into the same category? Is a to eat on Rosh Hashanah, is an to fast on Rosh Hashanah? That's going to be our first discussion, which is a whole similar in the Shulchan Aruch, Tafkuf, Tari Zayim, which talks about that. The second point is going to be regarding when we have on Yantif, the mitzvah of saying halal. Now we know that there's no halal in the Rosh Hashanah, but that's for a specific reason, like the Gemara says. And therefore that doesn't mean that because you don't say halal, it's not a yamtif. But there would be other nafkiminas in the Tfilah, and that is, for example, on yamtif you say, Mahadim Rasimcha. Matitan al Hashem Rakeinu, Mahadim Rasimcha, Chagim Muzmayim Rasosayim, Es Yoim Chagam Pesach, Chagam Shavuot, Chagam Matis, whatever it's going to be. Hazeh. On Rosh Hashanah, are we also meant to say Mahadim Rasimcha? Is there a simcha in Rosh Hashanah? Or do you say no? But it's not a shemrakeinu, it's a karinazeh. So without the title, it's not a regal. There's no mitzvah coming up to the base of English Rosh Hashanah, that's true. But it's still an Indian of, of simcha and how would it express itself? And then the last point is that on most young Tavim, because of the din of simcha, so then there's an iser to, to, to cry, there's an iser to ask for personal requests. We don't have the Shmona Esra on Yomtev of all the requests we have. Uh, during the week, because uh, we understand it's like Shabbos, we're not meant to be asking for bakoshes uh, pratia, so personal requests on Yom Tov. And then again, the question is, by Rosh Hashanah, does that apply to? Can a person ask for personal requests on Rosh Hashanah or not? Now, so like I said, the, uh, on the lambdas of whether Rosh Hashanah is like a Yom Tov or not, is a big argument between the Akhranim. The basic, without going into all the shit, is and who says what, but the basic two opinions in the halacha are that those first people hold that Rosh Hashanah is like a Yamtif. Of course, it doesn't have the same expression of Simcha that Yamtif has because it's tempered by the fact that it's a Yamadin. But the fact that it's a Yamtif means that really that the dinim of Yamtif should apply to Rosh Hashanah as well. And therefore, according to those opinions, there'd be a mitzvah to eat meat in Rosh Hashanah, there would even be a mitzvah to drink wine on Rosh Hashanah. Because uh, in, it's in, in that way, it's similar to all the other yamtiv we have, 
And the uh, a person is not, according to that, a person is not meant to fast on Rosh Hashanah. A person is not meant to fast on Rosh Hashanah because it's, uh, it's uh, so to speak, infringes on Kisim Chuzyantif. They those boys can be held not like that. They hold that even Rosh Hashanah is also a Mikra Kodesh, but the way we, 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 you know, we observe Rosh Hashanah is necessarily through Simcha. The way we observe Rosh Hashanah is through the fact that the Siyah Madin. And therefore, according to those opinions, one would be allowed to fast on Rosh Hashanah. Except, the reason why we don't uh, fast on Rosh Hashanah is because of the Pasuk in Ezra. And the Pasuk in Ezra says that in the first year after Ezra Sefer came up to Yerushalayim, he saw that the Jewish people had been lax in the observance of many of the mitzvahs. It says they were keeping Shabbos properly, and uh, they had, some of them had been marrying non-Jewish women, and various other various. So Ezra calls everybody together on Rosh Hashanah, and he gives the Muslim about how all the things have been wrong, and it says all the people start to cry. And then Ezra stops them, and he says to them, today is not a day for crying. He says, rather, lechu, ichlu mashmanim, ushtum amtakim, is go and eat mashmanim, good, like fatty food, good quality food, uh, drink sweet drinks, which is also something a person would enjoy. <coughs> Don't be sad. The simcha, the happiness that you feel, that's mo'uzchem. That's what's going to be your salvation. That's what's going to be your strength. So obviously you have to understand, why wasn't that exactly where Ezra wanted to bring them to? If he brought them to the stage that they were crying from tshuva, that should have been the optimal uh, success, so to speak, of how they were meant to experience the Rosh Hashanah. So why did Ezra then prevent them from feeling that way and kind of uh, t- stop them from being disappointed, being sad, and rather tell them they have to be happy. But whatever, we'll discuss that in a moment. But either way, either way around, we see from a fossil that there was an Indian to eat in Rosh Hashanah. The question is, is the mitzvah of eating in Rosh Hashanah the same mitzvah, Simchas Yantuf, or it's a different mitzvah? And therefore, as a time to go and eat, not necessarily the Mekayim Simchas Yantuf. And the, of the practical difference is going to be that, for example, if we say that Halakha says that for Simchas Yantuf, one should drink wine every day of, of Yantuf, does that mitzvah apply, or that their din apply to Rosh Hashanah too? Is there an Indian that a person should drink wine at the Surah of Rosh Hashanah? In other words, sometimes a person doesn't want to drink wine in Rosh Hashanah, especially if a person wants to be machmir. Like the Shulchan Aruch says that he's not meant to sleep during the day of Rosh Hashanah. And then it's uh, maybe more difficult to drink wine. If that's the case, it's something a person should try and do, or it's not necessary. So that's the background to the discussion. Now, the Shulchan Aruch, when he starts off the same topic of Salizayin, his notion is, he says, Eichnem v'shaisim v'smeichem Rosh Hashanah. We eat, we drink, v'smeichem, we're happy. So the Meshmosa of the Shulchan Aruch already is, and that is, that there's an Indian of a Samachta v'chagech on Rosh Hashanah too. Otherwise, we wouldn't have to write Vesmechim. We could have just written Eichim Vesheisim. We have to eat and drink. That's what we learned from the Pasuk. Eichim Vesheisim, Shlom Amtachim. So we have to eat and drink. But you saw in the Pasuk, it also says, Ched Vesheshem Yimu'uzchem. The happiness that you feel is what's going to save you. It's going to be your protection. So he saw there's an Indian to be happy on Rosh Hashanah as well. The Mishnah Burab already says over here that the Shulchan Aruch Paskans, Smechim, because it's the midst of a Samachta V'chagecha on Rosh Hashanah. The midst of Samachta V'chagecha on Rosh Hashanah, therefore a person is meant to feel Simcha too. Um, that's the first thing the Shulchan Aruch says. The second thing the Shulchan Aruch says, V'ein Misanim B'Rosh Hashanah. And therefore a person is not meant to fast on Rosh Hashanah. A person is not meant to fast on Rosh Hashanah. And, uh, the, the, and 
It's for the same reason that that's not the way we celebrate Yom Tif. And therefore, of course, Lamed to fast. Nevertheless, uh, the Mishabura brings here in the name of Nambu Nachronim, and that is normally we say that the restriction against fasting on the Shabbos or Yom Tif means a person Lamed to fast until Chatzos. For very halakhically, uh, a fast until Chatzos, until after Chatzos, is already considered a fast. Like, for example, a lot of people have the minute to fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah, fast until Chatzos. Because once they fast until Chatzos, that's already got the shame of a fast day, and therefore they can eat in the afternoon. Whereas, and therefore, on every Shabbos and Yom Tif, a person should be makhmed to make sure to eat before Chatzos. Okay. Eat or drink, not to fast until Chatzos. Uh, says the Mishnah when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, it's mutter to it's mutter to continue the davening until after Chatzos, even though a person is not eating until after that, that's not a problem. So we see already that it's not exactly the same as Yom Tif. There's already the difference that that one can wait till after davening finishes in order to eat and drink, and that would have happened, that would take place only after Chatzos. We must remember that the idea of making a Kiddush before the Kiddush is a very recent innovation. The person didn't know about it and definitely didn't hold of it. And therefore, the, 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 the minag of the Mitzvotic Nets would used to down straight. It's come for Shachris and go straight through to the after Musaf, and then people would go home to eat, but it was already after Chatzos. And therefore, there was no problem with that. I remember that there were Mark Shorts always. popular to have a Kiddush before the Kiddush is because uh, I'm not sure where the custom began from. But that, and people felt that they needed more chizuk to have a proper musaf. And that I heard it from Mishkech of Yechon Badyansky. Since the musaf of Rosh Hashanah is Pekach Nefesh, that's a person's, uh, so to speak, appeal to be to be acquitted in the judgment of the Bezer Shamado. So the fact that a person is, is more kayak, more energy, or more ready to daven, and more focused in his davening, it's worth making a Kiddush, which is a Meshkech for maybe. It's definitely not with the, uh, the Poskim Hold. On the contrary, the Poskim Hold is a big halachic problem with the Kiddush, because the halachic is, unless you have across the board, one's not allowed to eat before he's becoming a Mesut What do they do in the Yeshiv? Do they have a Kiddush? Yes. They do it? All the Kiddush have a Kiddush, but uh, they're not that even though the Poskim were very strongly against it, because they said, just like you can't eat before Mugiris Esther, and you can't eat before you take Luda, you can't eat before Kiddush Esther, you have a Mitzvah Deraisa to do it. You know, they eat before it. The Brisker Yeshiva, do they have a Kiddush? I don't know. No, do I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know that most Yeshivas do, and it's always the same justification, that the person needs the extra energy to do it. Uh, even on that argument, that's a bit of a difficult argument to swallow, because in a week's time, we have Yom Kippur. And then you have the same, and also we have a Musaf, and no one's making a Kiddush before, and people manage a Musaf and Yom too. So it's not that good proof that uh, one has to have that Kiddush, but it's becoming in Israel, and uh, definitely one's not going to be not going to be Polish Minatibur, which is that every a person should eat the Shira of a sphere. That's for sure true. The Prima Gaudium says, even without the Kiddush, if, if a person wanted to eat before Musaf, it's a regular Shabbos, so there's no other Mitzvah involved. If you want to eat before Musaf, he's allowed to, but not Kedai Sphere. You can eat a, a Kibetz, a two Kibetz, and it's brought down, not more than that. And therefore, the same thing. The idea of the Kiddush is a person can have something to eat, maybe have a coffee or a drink, but a person definitely shouldn't sit down to, to, to fill themselves. That's, uh, that's, that's definitely not in the correct thing to do Rosh Hashanah before. A fascinating halacha. The next point is, and this is a fascinating halacha. And that is, the Shulchan Aruch brings a Kabbalah that a person, that even though he said a person uh, isn't meant to fast on Rosh Hashanah, but uh, on the other hand, it's not like the Yom where it's also. 
And therefore, if a person, for whatever reason, wants to fast in Rosh Hashanah, it's not also to fast in Rosh Hashanah. It's not the preferred thing to do, but if a person wants to fast in Rosh Hashanah, he's allowed to. But, uh, the Shulchan Aruch brings, it's not, a, it's not an advisable thing to do. Because he brings, that if a person has the custom to fast in Rosh Hashanah, and one year he breaks that custom and eats in Rosh Hashanah, so the Rosh Shulchan Aruch is that he's not going to finish the year. In other words, it's a certain kitrug on a person, a reason for him not, not to survive the year because because he changed his minute from fasting Rosh Hashanah to not fasting Rosh Hashanah. That's what Hatar said there before. Uh, it's not necessarily a neder. It's uh, why would that be the case? Why would there be this punishment for a person uh, who who does who changes his minute and as he used to fast Rosh Hashanah and now he stops and doesn't doesn't fast Rosh Hashanah anymore? So, the already says that it's a, it's, there is such a, a threat that a person is not afraid, so then if he wants to, he can take the risk again. He says you should do a Taras and that's enough. And therefore, the Mashmaz, the Shulchan Aruch is that even doing a Taras and is necessarily going to be enough. Kanira, there's a Sakana in changing it. And therefore, if a person would want your father's Shoshana, According to Shulchan Aruch, he should keep fasting every year. And where does this become an issue? Because normally no one wants to fast Rosh Hashanah necessarily, and definitely doesn't want to take on such a commitment. But the child always is about a time in Because the person has a dream, something which he's significantly worried about, something which is very clear to him, and uh, therefore he wants to annul the effect of a bad dream. So we have a concept of a time in which is a, 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 a sufficient severity, and was even allowed to fast a time in on Shabbos. Why is it fasting because of chuba? Tainz Chalom, he's fasting because he's scared. He has a dream which has... So if a person would have a dream on Rosh Hashanah night, the Chalom that would be something that would make him more concerned than normal. Like this is maybe this is what's being decided for the next year. Is a person meant to fast a Tainz Chalom on Rosh Hashanah? So the Shulchan Aruch said he's allowed to, like any day of the year he's allowed to, but that comes with a commitment. Because like we saw, once a person takes on to fast in Rosh Hashanah, it's not so simple to change that. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch says that um, if a person is misaned at one time, Atanas Chalam Rosh Hashanah, Sarek Nisan is called Yom Now he's, he has to fast every year on Rosh Hashanah. Uh, so then, something to take into account before a person takes on Atanas Chalam. He's fasting two days of Rosh Hashanah, just one day? So it depends. If he would have a bad dream on the first night of Rosh Hashanah, then you have to fast both days. Not with, and not the, without a break, but each day by itself, because this is, uh, one the Shachanah brings it said that maybe both days of Shachanah are really like one day. If it's the second day of Shachanah, then it's only the second day. You can't go backwards to the first day. If somebody has a minute to fast from Shachanah, does he? It does, the minute was both days. Is it both days? Yes. Really? Right. But no, not not the nights, just the days. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's still. So that was the, uh, now. And the that's on the one side. Normally we find not yeah. <laughs> normally we have a din that a person would fast in Shabbos Yamza, he has to fast another day afterwards. In other words, he wanted to fast because he was scared of the of a bad dream, but because he missed the midst of eating on Shabbos Yamza, so he has to make up a fast afterwards for it. So tiny yes, and therefore, a person would fast on a regular Shabbos because they had a bad dream, so they have to fast again on Sunday 
to be mechaper for fasting on Shabbos. The halacha is Rosh Hashanah is not tanis a tanis. If a person fasts on Rosh Hashanah, he doesn't have to make after tanis, and the reason, like we said before, because there are opinions that a person is allowed to fast on Rosh Hashanah, and since a person is allowed to fast on Rosh Hashanah, he doesn't do anything wrong. Just it's a commitment now for the future too. Okay, so that's the first area where we see that Shoshana is somewhere of a middle gate. On the one hand, there's a mitzvah to eat, on the other hand, there's a mitzvah to fast, on the other hand, there's to fast until after Chatzos. Nevertheless, if a person is going to eat, he should eat like a Surah Yamtav, there's a mitzvah to eat meat, whatever it's going to be. There's a, a, a somewhere in between of, on the one hand, there is a day that is like Yamtav, but it's not maybe as Chomer as Yamtav. The second area where we see this, like we said, is do we say, a Muslim of Mardim and Simcha, uh, do we mention Simcha in the context of Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is we don't. In the Nusra Khatfila, when we talk about it, we never say Mardim Simcha or Chagim Simcha in Rosh Hashanah. It's more like Matitan and Hashem Lekeno. It's Yom Zikar and We don't have the introduction of Mardim Simcha or Chagim Sassim or anything like that. In other words, the day of Rosh Hashanah wasn't Nitan as a day of Simcha. And this is perhaps the way to resolve the two aspects of it. And that is that while on the one hand there is a Simcha in Rosh Hashanah, but it wasn't given to us to be a day of Simcha. In other words, the Yom Tov that we have were given to us of days of, days of rejoicing, days of celebration. Whether they came to commemorate Sis Mitzrayim or Matan Torah or whatever other event it would be which Klein shall nationally celebrate. So they were given to us originally as days of Simcha. So we can say, but it's not Hashem uh, they were given to us as days to celebrate. Rosh Hashanah wasn't given as a day to celebrate. Rosh Hashanah was given to us as a day of din. So why are we celebrating? So the the answer is that the, and this is you know, one of the main the main ideas of Rosh Hashanah is that even though Rosh Hashanah was given as a day of din, but Hashem's one is coming to judge us. And therefore, we recognize in Rosh Hashanah, the, so to speak, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is here. Uh, we, that is closer to us in other times because even though the reason He came was to judge us, but the Mass is now in His presence. And therefore, if we, if we were Zaycha to, so to speak, have an audience with the King, that's a reason to celebrate. So that might not be the initial reason for the day, but once it's here, there's something to celebrate. And therefore, we don't say gave it to us as a day of Simcha, it wasn't given us the day of Simcha. It was given us the day of Din. But once the, 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 we have the opportunity to meet the king, even in the context of the, the, of, of the Din, that's something to celebrate. And therefore, there, there is an Indian, like we saw before, of eating and drinking on Rosh Hashanah too. And we were fortunate enough to be Zechah to be Mechabal the Melech. And that's the second aspect of Rosh Hashanah. And then the last aspect. And that is the Tfilah of Rosh Hashanah. Because whereas normally we say a person is not meant to daven for private things on Yom Tif or the Shabbos, uh, because the Twitter of Shabbos is meant to be more retained in the Chaseinu, be happy with that. We're not involving ourselves in all the service of the week. We, we, we're resting from that. And we have the fact that we're detaching, so to speak, from everything which concerns us or worries us uh, throughout the week. Right, our personal needs. Whereas comes Rosh Hashanah, we definitely are thinking about our personal needs because we're being judged on them. And if that's the case, the first can say that on Rosh Hashanah, a person is allowed to daven for his personal needs. It's not inappropriate. It's not like the days of Shabbos and Yom Tov when you're trying to show Akadish Baruch Hu because you're focusing on enjoying the Menuchah of Shabbos or because you're focusing on remembering Sias Mitzrayim or Matan Torah. Now we're detaching ourselves from all the rest of the things we're always worried about. We're thinking only about Ruchnis. 
that's the appropriate for Adiyam Mitzvah. On Rosh Hashanah, it's not. Because on Rosh Hashanah, we are being judged. And if that's the case, the fact that a person should be thinking about the practical things that he needs and he has to ask for is completely appropriate. And therefore, it's brought down by number of the Poskim. None of the Poskim. Even Chaznish and Vidashim and others. That a person is allowed to daven for what he needs in Rosh Hashanah. Oh, you're going to get that. But there's one big problem with this, and that is, even though a person is allowed to daven for his personal needs on Rosh Hashanah, we don't really have an address for that, because the Shmona Esra Rosh Hashanah isn't a list of requests. The Shmona Esra Rosh Hashanah is talking about the Imam Hashem. It doesn't discuss that much what are we asking Hashem for. And uh, as you do, it's well known that the Vare Musa uh, gave a very famous marshal for that. Really, the Chaim Vidoshna already says this in his Drasha Kasefis. And that is, he says that if it's not, when a person is being, this is a simple word, if a person is on trial, and the question, and the question is, is he, does he do something he's guilty of being killed or not? And therefore, the, the focus of the, justice, ju- the judgment is, uh, does he, is he going to live or is he going to be condemned to death? And, okay, the defendant's given the chance to speak. And the defendant takes up and says, uh, my, my lord, the judge, I would like you to please give me an extra stipend every year, and I would like a, a new car, and I'll have a lot of questions for you. And the judge will say to him, my friend, we're not here to like, ask what you want. You're actually on trial for your life. Now, you should, if anything you're going to ask for is please give me life. And therefore, the, the, it's brought by others, that the Ikutvira Rosh Hashanah is, we've been leading to Chaim Ulamavis. So before we come to ask for everything else we want, we should ask for life. That's the Aleph best. That's what we need first. Does that mean we shouldn't ask for other things? That's being judged as well. That's being judged as well. So what Hashanah Zalmarach is to say is that a person is allowed to ask for other things in Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't have the restriction of not asking for private questions, but not in Shmonesra. Not in the main part of Shmonesra, because we, don't, we see it in Hazal didn't factor into Shmonesra. Shmonesra is Be'etzer, we be Mamre Hashem, and we're asking for that. And that we do lots of times. We're asking for that. But are there other opportunities to dive in and ask for other things? Yes. Whether it's going to be in Avina Malkano, whether it's going to be in when a person like finds the words, wherever they're going to be, that would would so to speak he can interpret as because of what he's asking for. For example, we say Sabaino Mitovech. Hashem satisfies from your goodness. So what what does that mean? So a person could think of it as being good health. No, we should be, your goodness, we should feel, we should, we should be satisfied in our, as far as our physical health goes. It could be parnasa, it could be nachas. There are lots of things a person can think of when, you think, when he's asking, Hashem, sabaynu. give us, we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't feel we're missing something, we shouldn't be hungry for something, we should be satisfied. And therefore places like that where a person can uh, put the, the, the feeling of the tefillah into the davening, it's not he articulates it or just thinks You can do either. But it shouldn't become that that's like the, the whole focus of Shemesha is on his wish list of the things he's written to ask Hashem for. We cannot say it. We, we cannot say it. And that shouldn't become the focus of Shemesha. Yeah. We can't add it to something. No, you can think whatever it is. And the same thing by the kind of Tsar, you can have things there that he wants to ask for. But it shouldn't become that that's the focus of Hashem. If you articulate it, is it in English? Or it has to whatever be language you want. Also, in weekday shmoneri series, I use, I, I, I ask for the things in Elokai. The, the you can do that too. Is that the best? Yeah, in the in the appropriate bracha or, or in the kind of sorry at the end, they're both good. 
But that shouldn't become the fact of Shmon Esra. The fact of Shmon Esra is still as meant to be what Anshak Nesra Gadar Gavis the Davante. It should be Mamli Hashem. As in the side, if a person wants to ask for things, he knows he's standing in judgment, and he wants to ask, so then you can do that too. There's a famous Mahalach of the Prophet's time, and that is that, like we said, the requests we have from Hashem, uh, he wants to answer the contradiction. That with a person between them, if a person is meant to ask for private things or not. So he says, if a person is asking for private things because that's what he wants, so it's not appropriate in Rosh Hashanah. Hashem is deciding if he deserves to live, and you're telling him what you want. But if a person is asking for whatever he needs because that's what he needs to, do, to serve Hashem, and therefore it's in the context of asking for this Hashem because I need, I, that if I would want to dedicate myself next year to more of a focus on the word of Hashem, that's what I need for it. So then it doesn't come across as, this is my request for myself. It comes across as, this is what I need as a tool to do the job. And that would be okay. So that's as far as request. Isn't the Ramban saying, no, and I think the Drush is, that when we speak about Chayim, we mean all aspects of Chayim. Yes, he said that, it's true. And that is that, when we say, say the Chayim, Bracha, B'Shalim, Panasatayba, it's all included in Chayim. Because Chayim without health or Chayim without Parnasa, it's not a livable life. Right, it's true, but then again, they would say in the context of that we are, what we want Chaim is Chaim that we can, the man Chalukim Chaim, we're using it for Hashem. And then eventually it's the last point, and that is we know that there's an Isser is brought to cry on Yom Tov. Is there an Isser to cry on Rosh Hashanah? Um, and the vast consensus of the first game hold on is is it a crime of if a person does come to a stage where he's brought to tears from the davening it's a healthy sign or it's a good thing there are a number of different explanations given for that that's not from the top Tarizal says that the sign of a person who's in the Shama is tar is that he naturally comes to tears on Hashanah because when the Neshama is aware of the fact that he's standing in the presence of Hashem to so much more of a greater degree than the rest of the year, so then the, fe- the, the feeling of being only for Hashem naturally brings the person to tears. There are those who say that the, that, that the, the person's feelings of hargasha, of chiba, bring him to tears, or pachaladin, and that's also that's a, that's a, that's a sign of someone who's spiritually healthy. He knows his own vidin, he, he has a connection to Rosh Hashanah. The fa- famously, the Peliyayat's rights. That a person should cry during Rosh Hashanah and davening because of the, the enormity of the day, it's Rosh Hashanah. And it says, it's a well often quoted line, if a person doesn't naturally come to tears because of Rosh Hashanah, then he should cry about why is it such a low day. Mm-hmm. Rosh Hashanah doesn't inspire him in any way. But, uh, okay, people aren't the same as people used to be, and people not, don't necessarily feel naturally inclined to get to that emotional mood, like a stage of Rosh Hashanah, they're going to naturally cry. If a person does, and everyone's agreeing that's a good thing, the question is, should a person try and bring himself to tears of Rosh Hashanah? In other words, uh, if that doesn't, it's not so spontaneous, but is there, is there, is there an in there or not? Here's the question, because generally it's a day that a person doesn't meant to cry in Yom Now, if you say Rosh Hashanah, it doesn't apply. Because Rosh Hashanah, the crying isn't coming from sadness. It's not coming from sadness. It's coming from a feeling of being overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by the presence of Hashem or by the concept of din or whatever it is. It's not the tears of sadness. It's that which is what's also in Yom I'm a lost relative. So it's not the crime of Avelis on Yom because that's tears of sadness. Whereas tears of, of, of vacus, if that would be where a person's holding, for sure. If a person gets the level of his or let us say that, that he cries from the vacus, there would be no problem in Yom either. 
So for sure that's Mutan Rosh Hashanah too. The question is, is tears of Kharata. Now, as if a person is brought to uh, the fact when uh, no, doing a Cheshpa Nefesh, Rosh Hashanah, brings him to a stage where he regrets what he did and that makes him cry. It's, that's tears of sadness as opposed to tears of, of elevation, of, of the sadness of Dvekus. Is that Mutan Rosh Hashanah or not? And here also, the person who says it's Mutan. The person who says it's Mutan because it's an interesting swara, the person will feel better. The person feels better. The person is brought to a stage of Tiva. If a person is brought to a stage of Tiva that he can cry about his affairs, so then the nice that he feels good. Afterwards, he feels Tiva. He feels a, a, a release, a, a certain satisfaction in that. As opposed to just crying because the person is sad, which doesn't make him feel better, it just makes him feel sad. And therefore, the person would say that even though, according to a lot of opinions, including the Shulchan Aruch, Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Tif, but to cry in Rosh Hashanah isn't a steer to isn't a steer to Yom Tif. On the contrary, someone's meant to do. Okay. The last point which we mentioned briefly, and that is we know that the, the, the minhagim of Rosh Hashanah of of uh, everything a person eats in Rosh Hashanah, he writes on the apple, and he writes on the dates, and he writes on the uh, the karate, the leek, and the, all the various different vegetables are going to be. Is that in the gender of Tfilis Pratias? When we said, is the person that to ask for personal requests? Are those things called personal requests? And the answer is they're not. Because you're asking for a general thing as a Jewish people. When a person says, that our enemy should be destroyed, or our enemy should be uprooted, or all the various different Hashanahs you're going to say, a person is not talking about, right, he's not talking about my neighbor. Or Shmir the Rosh against my competitor in the Kodah. But it's a Vakasha for Klai Yisrael against the Goyim. And therefore, our enemies are our collective enemies. Shmir the Rosh and Klai Yisrael should be the head against the Goyim who not. We're not asking for, we're not, it's not like inter, inter Klai Yisrael fighting that I'm diving and I should be successful against my another Jew. It's a, it's a time against the Goyim. If that's the case, the Vakasha is even though I'm asking, uh, 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 as an individual, I'm on dining room table, but it's a Vakashi Vakal Yisra. And if that's the case, Vakashi Vakal Yisra, I'm with on Yantif. How do you do that? The Chidah, who wrote all the extra prayers, the whole way through Rosh Hashanah. That's personal, you know, personal, everything. 100%. The Chidah wrote lots of extra prayers. Starting from Twitter, Sapranasa, after married, and all kinds of extra prayers to add during the day. The Chidah is very strong in the opinion that a person is meant to ask for as much as they can in Rosh Hashanah. Now, like we said, a person is allowed to ask for the in Rosh Hashanah. The question always is, when Rosh Hashanah falls in Shabbos. Because now, we have a, maybe else Rosh Hashanah. A person is allowed to fast, and a person is allowed to cry, and a person is allowed to ask. But it's also Shabbos. And on Shabbos, a person is not allowed to fast, and a person is not allowed to cry, and a person is not allowed to have personal bakashas. So when the two overlap, what takes precedence? Rosh Hashanah or Shabbos? So there are poets who say, when a Shoshana falls on Shabbos, the person should be makbid to eat before Chatzos. Should. Be makbid to eat before Chatzos. That's Shabbos. And same thing when it comes to personal batashas. Rechaim Kanievsky said, it's Shabbos. So we have to take into account. It's not just a Shoshana, it's Shabbos. But as far as the crying goes, there we don't find enough community. Like we said, since it's not tears of sadness, it's on tears of chuvah or tears of dvekos, there will be more on Shabbos too. And therefore they wouldn't make enough community. So even when Rosh Hashanah be on Shabbos, that would still apply. Even Bakashas of the Tzibur would say on Shabbos too. The only thing really is the personal Bakashas that a person has, so you have to wait until you have to leave to the second day of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Lassi Yamadin, so you can still ask him. Yeah.